rumors of wars, marrying, giving in marriage. Uh, years ago, and I can't remember exactly how it worked out, but some of that giving in marriage even talks about marriage between a, a man and a man and a woman and a woman, homosexual type stuff. Huh? And so that's the way it was in the days of Noah. Lawlessness, giants, people who felt like they were self-made. When well, all that is is they're very prideful. And so, uh, but I appreciate the Lord that He can keep us in that kind of day. He can. And He can bring new ones in. New ones. Save new people. I do not believe that the time of the Lord saving people is over. No. And just because it is, um, we haven't been seeing a lot of it lately. Uh, I can tell you, there are other churches that are, are going on. Amen. And so, we've just got to continue on. Be faithful. Amen. Be a place that the Lord can trust us to be able to help, to help others. Amen. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I mentioned it somewhat in my preaching in one of the services. And uh, it's the way the scriptures do sometimes. Sometimes they're like those, um, those uh, when you walk through a field, those little little things that get stuck to your pants. You know what I'm talking about? And they are so hard to get off. Amen. Sometimes the Word of God gets a hold of you like that and you you can't move on. So, if you would stand with me as we uh, take our our text here this evening. Probably won't preach very long. But uh, we'll start in verse 16. Verse 16. And when you have it, say amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth uh, pass, one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no wise enter in to the kingdom of heaven. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. 
And Lord, in a day and a time when it seems like even the laws of men are not upheld and that they are cast away quickly and new ones put in their place, I thank you, Lord, that your word is forever settled in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that your word will not change and it will not cease. And I thank you, Lord, that we can count on it from generation to generation Amen. to generation. Amen. Here this evening, I pray, Lord, help me to get this burden off of my soul that I have. And help us to recognize and to understand, Lord, more about you. Lord, I thank you. You are the eternal God. And Lord, you, uh, you said you change not. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you we can count on your word. And I pray, help us, Lord, to see your hands working in our community and in our families and in those that have uh, come and those that have left. And help us, Lord Jesus, see a revival being made, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. He said here, let your light so shine before men. It is important for us to not let people just think that we're just quiet, unassuming, and that um, just shake our heads and pass on by. Yeah. It's time for us to talk. Amen. How are you? Greet them. Greet your people. I hope y'all do that all the time. Don't just walk by people and don't say anything to them. Greet them. Right. Uh, I remember greeting somebody a few months back, and we went on, and uh, the person told me, he said, that was scary. I said, what are you talking about? I said, they look scary to me, and I'm thinking, I didn't see anything scary, you know. huh? But we need to be willing to reach out. And that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about the McCullough family. You know, uh, his mom and his dad, they were, uh, they would strike up a conversation with about anybody. Yes. Amen. And, uh, and if the other person acted like they didn't want to talk, they'd talk anyway. Huh? <laughs> you know? And so, uh, and I know some of you are, are like that too. Uh, and so I appreciate that. We don't need to let our lights go out. Right. But people need to see what we're doing. Amen. Amen. And we need to be a witness. Amen. But Jesus, in the middle of all this, these are the, the uh, teachings, the Sermon on the Mount that he gave. And, and right here in the middle, uh, almost the middle, he said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Amen. And it is important for us to recognize uh, that the word of God, the commandments, the uh, and it's not just the Ten Commandments here, but it also has to talk about when Jesus said, when somebody strikes you on one, to turn the other cheek. Right. And so that word commandment there, and I didn't put it in my notes, I should have, 
is not talking necessarily about the Ten Commandments, but it can, but it's also about his teachings that he was given to his people. And so Jesus did not come to destroy the law or the prophets. Because if he did come to destroy the law or the prophets, he'd be breaking his own word. Who do you think gave them the law and the commandments? It was Jesus. Amen. He is God. You might say, well, that's God the Father. Well, okay, that's fine. But they're all together. And it's, uh, you know, uh, I don't hardly know how to separate them. And I've gotten to the place I don't want to even try to separate them. Amen. There is the Father. There is the Son. There is the Holy Ghost. But, oh, let me tell you something. Jesus is not going to contradict something that's part of Him. The law, all of that was brought to us that we might know the Lord. Amen. Huh? Oh, whenever I started liking that pretty girl in the back pew back there, and uh, I'd, uh, I wanted to find out over here, Ricky. Uh, okay, I just wanted to make sure you knew which one I was talking about. Was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to know, what do you like? You know? And of course, she, she told me some things she liked. One of the things she liked, now this is back in 19, part of it was 79. Uh, was it 79? 80. 80. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a long time ago. Part of it was she liked Popeye's chicken. Well, I happen to love Popeye's chicken. But you have to remember Popeye's had only been in Savannah about two years at that particular time. One of my friends in high school was the manager over there. His last name was Rogers. I can't remember his first name. But anyway, he was a manager over there. And oh, let me tell you something. And when they first got started, I'm on a rabbit trail, forgive me. Anyway, they'd play some tricks. But my wife liked Popeye's chicken. And uh, she didn't just like it spicy. She wanted the jalapenos to go with it. Oh, yeah. Huh? And she would tear it off and eat a piece of chicken with a piece of jalapeno. She'd take that and, and squeeze it on top. Huh? Come on. It was good. It was good. I can't eat it that way now. But it was good back then. But the point that I'm talking about is I wanted to get to know her. What she liked and what she didn't like. The Word of God, the commandments of God tell us what He likes and what He doesn't like. The things that He approves of and the things He doesn't approve of. I tried my best uh, whenever I was around Teresa to do only those things I knew she liked. And... uh, The other things that, uh, you know, like I was in a bad habit during that time. I'd talk to drivers driving near me, you know. What what do you think you're doing, huh? You know, and all that. Well, one day she kind of let me know she didn't like that. And I'm thinking, hmm, that takes a lot of fun out of driving. But anyway, so, uh, but I wanted to know the Lord. And the way I come to know Him is by knowing His Word and His commandments. 
There are some things he's a little, he can go one way or the other. But I want to tell you, that's just a few. There's not a lot of wiggle room. He lets you know what he believes and what he is. And so he said, I come not to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. He is to bring them to pass. He is to fill them up. Amen. He is to show us how that we can walk in his light. I know that there are scriptures that talk that the law was against us. And before we were saved, they were against us. But now that we are saved and we have the Lord living within us, uh, there's a supernatural thing that happens to us that changes us to where we can live within His Word. Amen. And to obey Him. Do you believe it? The difference between believing it and not is the difference in our churches in America today. Because a lot of churches think that this is a book of suggestions. A book of things, you know, it's, you know, it's probably a good idea to do. Yeah, God calls them a sin, but oh, who can stop sinning? Who can go a whole day without not sinning? You ever hear any of that? That's Help me, Lord, to find a nice word for that. <laughs> when God comes in our heart, and He is the Spirit of truth, Amen. and He is the Spirit of light yes, right. and life, can we not live like He lives? Can we not do like He does? Yes. Amen. We are called Christians. Yes. Christians. And uh, the literal translation of that, Jesus didn't call us that. He calls us disciples, which means we're still learning. But those at Antioch called us Christians because we were like Christ. Are you walking like Christ now? Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't think uh, Jesus walked with his nose up in the air like some of the high priests or some of the... Lutherans or Methodists or whatever might be around that think there's something else. Come on. But he walked eyeball to eyeball with the rest of us. Just as common men. Amen. But yet in an uncommon way. Hallelujah. And so he goes on there about uh, uh, things will not change. Until, you know, for verily I say unto you, until uh, heaven and earth pass. Let me tell you something, folks. That's still in the future. And earth, according to the scriptures, will be here forever. Right. But it's just not going to be in the form that you think it's going to be. Right. It is going to be that uh, lake of fire burning forever and ever. That will be ascending to the new heaven. Right. Amen. I don't know about to the earth, but to the new heaven it will be. It said, until heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle, the smallest marks in the Hebrew or the Aramaic uh, um, alphabet, until 
you know, not one spot, one little law, one little thing, it's not going to pass. Right. Huh? What do you think the least important law in the Bible is? What is the one that can, huh? Huh? I'm sure it has something to do with our lips or our tongue. I, I don't have it. That was a challenge to y'all. <laughs> Come on. But you think about it. What is the least important law that you know when you cross over it, you think, ah, ain't nothing to that, you know? Really nothing bad about that. Come on. That's what he's addressing here. Then he, in verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments. The least commandment. God doesn't care how you dress. Huh? God doesn't care how you wear your hair. Come on. God doesn't really care if you got a little jewelry on or not. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, People just look at that. Oh, there's nothing to that. You know, oh, you know, you can be saved and take a little nip every now and then. I forgot who I was talking to the other day. And uh, they talked like they were Christians and all that. And they said, yeah. I said, you know, I, I don't even take a nip anymore. No, they didn't say that. They said, I only take a nip or two. But if I take more than uh, two nips, said I, I find myself asleep. And I'm looking at them like... I said, I haven't taken one in over 40 years. Right. Huh? Right. I remember who it was. And I told him, I said, the strongest thing I take is that cough medicine you prescribe to me from time to time. <laughs> Hello. Huh? And so, anyway, it is important for us not to call his word the least. Yeah. Huh? Right. Right. The least. And then he goes on and says, and shall teach men so. You know how that works? I can tell you how that works. You know? Whenever you start wearing, I'm not saying any of you do, whenever people decide they're going to start wearing uh, those uh, those high waters, real high waters, you know, down here or maybe up to here or maybe even up to here. And they'll say, there's nothing wrong with that. And they'll go to somebody else and say, there's nothing wrong with that. You can, you know, it's all right to do a little bit of that. Or whenever they come to you and say, hey, you want a little nip, you know? Well, you know, Paul said a little. Yeah, come on. It's okay, you know, if it's good, okay back then. Look, folks, we got good water in America. Amen. We don't have to have nothing like that. Amen. Talking about the least of the commandments. Mm -hmm. And teach men so. Amen. Oh, you know, it's okay to watch. But you know, just, you know. Well, I can tell you, in, in high school, the way they taught me, 
and they didn't teach me this. It was, you know, teenagers teaching teenagers, you know. You know, they'd talk, be talking about a girl, so, well, you know, it's poison ivy. You can look, but don't touch. I'm talking about the least of the commandments. I'm talking about the littlest commandment. Did you know the Bible said, touch not a woman? That's right. Woo! Huh? That's one reason why Brother Jeff is so careful whenever he comes around you. I'll shake your hand, but generally pretty quick, okay? I may pray for you on your head, okay? But I, I, we're supposed to be careful about things. Amen. Amen? Brother Jeff, you know that that means some kind of sexual touch. I know that means that, but I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't get to that sexual part until there comes a little touch of the hands, then a touch in the elbow, amen, and then an arm around. Come on, it leads. And that's the way things go. And so, uh, whosoever shall break one of the least of the commandments, Brother Jeff, there's something wrong with touching a woman. The Bible says it is. Y'all understand where I'm coming from? Y'all see where, where, where we're at? Do you see the place of society? Have we gotten to the place where we think a lot of those things don't really, you know, it's just not that important anymore? Well, Jesus didn't really say all that. You know, Paul said that. And some of the Old Testament said that. Wait a minute. They only said that and wrote it down because they were moved on by the Holy Ghost and unctionized to write those things down to be an instruction and to be a law and to be a help us to do those things that are right before God. Huh? What about the eye gate? Huh? Put no wicked thing. Don't put it up there. Huh? Yeah, but, but Jeff, you know, this, these are just people, you know, we're watching and they're not, you know, and it's not real stuff. Let me tell you something. When I watched, I like to see the blood. Now, this will tell you how far back it was with me. Hawaii Five-0, uh -huh, yeah. Miami Vice, yeah. come on. I wanted, you know, all of them things that showed all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you, you may not even believe this, but Doctor Who got pretty racy there. I, I don't know what it's like now, but it got pretty racy. Even Doctor Who. Come on. But I'm just watching. I'm not doing nothing, you know? Yeah. I'm keeping my mind clean. Yeah. Come on, people. What do we say about computers? Right. Jump, garbage in gets garbage out. Right. Huh? Even psychologists who are not Christians are now talking about the negative influence of these devices in front of young children. How it is hurting them. And it's going to hurt them mentally wise. Uh, I wasn't a young child when I took it up, but I can tell you it's had a negative effect on me. Huh? I'm not near as smart as my two older brothers. 
Ja. 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 serious business so on that verse 19 looking at there that word break it doesn't necessarily mean to break it it means to loose to unbind to release it can talk about a beast of Satan this is from uh, this is from the Greek and Hebrew dictionary, the marriage tie. Hello. It means um, <clears throat> uh, to release from sin also. That's in a positive way. It means to resolve a whole into its parts. Huh? How many in here has ever tried to take something apart? Huh? Brother Robert, you ever tried to take a piano apart all the way? Huh? Any of y'all ever? I have. And it took a long time. And there were times you had to break it all the way down to get anything worthwhile off of it. And that's what people are doing with the Word of God. Okay? They're breaking it into its parts. They're dissolving it, breaking it up. They're destroying it. Um, they are causing to dis have it dismissed. Okay, they're annulling it. You ever heard that word? No? Huh? Yeah, that's the way the, the uh, Roman Catholic uh, Church does. There are a few commentaries that I picked a few things out of. It's uh, Thomas Koch, written back in 1803. Since the moral precepts of the law are eternal and immutable, whatever weakens their obligation shall never enter into heaven. For there is in the text a figure which uh, rhetoricians call... Uh, uh, Meonis or dismu, pretty big words here, diminution, often eloquently used to convey a strong idea. Basically, what that was saying right there is trying to write it out in such a wonderful way and to break it down so as to break the strength of a word like thou shalt not. Right. And uh, he goes on and says, thus, Galatians 5.21, oh, he's talking, I'm sorry, he's also talking about shall be called the least in the kingdom. He's referring to that right there, uh, that uh, phraseology right there. He said, thus, Galatians 5.21 says, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Huh? That is, shall be severely punished. And our divine, that, that's it right there. 
And so in these scriptures, and uh, I'm still learning, folks, through the scriptures. I'm still learning in the scriptures. So when it also, it always kept saying, and he shall be called the least in the kingdom of God. I thought, well, at least he's still there, right? But really, the interpretation of that is saying he shall be called, in other words, at the trumpet. He shall be called the least. They're going to be the least of those. In other words, there may be a few that find their way into heaven. But they're going to be the least. You get what I'm saying? For instance, John Wesley thought that George Whitfield was worldly in a lot of things. But in time, John Wesley began to realize, oh, and when asked, he said, he'll make it to heaven and be closer to the throne than I will. Amen. And so, and, and if you read any of his writings, he was not worldly. <laughs> he was Calvinistic in belief, but here's, here was his type of Calvinism. Okay? If you sin and you claim to be a, a Christian, you never were saved before. How do you like that? Huh? Instead of the way it's reversed now, that says if you sin and you say you're a Christian, that means God doesn't count the sin against you. No! It's a totally opposite way. You know what? Okay. Forgive me. I may be rambling my wife back home. I'm so glad she is. And teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And that word great there means Maximus, multitudes, huh? Heaven's going to be filled with those people who love God's law and who obey God's law, not because they have to, but because they love the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you try to obey God's law and it's not in your heart and you don't love Him, you can't do it. The only way that we can obey the word of the Lord is is because we love him so much. Amen. Oh, I don't like making up my bed. Amen. Huh? But I love my wife for so many years now. Huh? I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm doing this so much tonight. But anyway, that even when she wasn't home, I made up my bed every day. I thought to myself, she got me trained. <laughs> and I didn't leave no dishes in the uh, sink overnight. When I got finished eating, I cleaned everything up right now. How do you like that? Come on. That wasn't the way Brother Jeff was originally. <laughs> Can I tell you something? We should be that way with the Lord. There's a lot of things I don't do and a lot of things I do do that when I first got saved, I never did any of those things before. 
but because I love him, I want to serve him, and I want to yeah. do his will. And so then he goes on to hammer this home. And uh, this part, this next verse really reaffirms what he's saying in there that basically he, uh, that part that says, he shall be the least in the kingdom of heaven. It reaffirms it in this verse here. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no, wise, no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's reaffirming. He's reaffirming what he already said. If you don't keep the least of the law, amen, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be one of those in there. Come on. You say, Brother Jeff, I tried. You keep trying. Mm -hmm. But what you really got to work on is your love. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, when I was growing up, I don't know how they are now, but when I was growing up, if y'all wanted to be good at anything, I had to practice. Huh? And you remember the little, little children's song, Practice Makes Perfect, huh? No, y'all don't remember that? That's too old for y'all. Okay. Anyway, that must be right there with the cock-a-doodle-doo song I get highlighted. Anyway, uh, so, uh, folks, we got, to, we got to put our nose to the plow and love him. Love him. Adam Clark said about these verses, Whosoever shall break... And he says, what an awful consideration is this. He who by his mode of acting, speaking, or explaining the words of God sets the holy precept aside or explains away its force and meaning shall be called least and shall have no place in the kingdom of Christ here nor in the kingdom of glory above. That is the meaning of these words is evident enough from the following verse. He agrees with Mr. Koch. And then there was a, a man named Newman Hall. Teresa be coming and getting us a song. And he, he just had a, just a little line here. It said, avoid the least sins. Okay said, if we would save the big ship, let us not, uh, let, let us stop the small leak. Yeah. We're going to save the big ship. We need to stop the small leak. If we would save the palace from flames, let us put out the spark. Come on. Help us, Lord. To be willing. Now if somebody in here. Desired to go and buy a brand new whatever. Huh? You'd work around and work around and work around. Until you figured out how to get it done. Wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. I've been there. Done that. Then the other situation is. If you really want to obey God and obey His Word, do you think you do better than you are now? Hmm? Of course, I'm hoping all, 
I hope that I'm just preaching to the choir. I don't think I am that. I don't want to be the least. Huh? I don't want to miss it because I just, well, that's not necessary. Okay? Let's be careful. Amen. That's what's going on in our country today. They've been calling laws, what all, all kind of different laws, man-made laws, sure. But now they're at the place where they just they don't even care about government regulations, nothing. Huh? And you know what the lack of government brings? Chaos. Revolt. Overthrow. Poverty except for the rich, richest of those that are around. So we need to pray. Amen. I hope you got something out of this. I don't know if that's much preaching or if that was more teaching. But anyway, that was on my heart. Huh? I don't want to, I don't want to call any of the laws the least. I may be a little tighter on some of you guys about getting haircuts. Hello? The scripture does say, huh? That's a shame for a man to have long hair. Huh? That's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're preaching about tonight. Mm-hmm. What we're preaching about tonight. And ladies, scripture says that if you trim your hair, you're cutting your glory off. Don't cut your glory off. I said if you cut your glory, you might as well shave it all off. Don't do any of that. None of that, friends. Okay? All right. Let's come. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord.